that smell! Just like cornbread done to Metal Faithful, it is I, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Rattledge, Captain Passive-Aggressive, if you will, and this is the Metal Hammer of Doom, passively antagonistic, that's what the kids at school used to call me, and tonight we are, speaking of school, class is back in session, and we're headed to Lordiversity, yes sir, we've already done human, uh, human, superhuman flytrap, or whatever it was called, <laughs> <laughs> uh Superfly Trap, that's the that's what that's the one. And we go. are moving on to disc two here, which came out not that long ago. Abracadaver. <clears throat> Abracadaver is set on a fictional timeline for nineteen ninety one and was inspired by the music of Anthrax, Metallica, and Pantera. And speaking of Anthrax, Metallica, and Pantera, these are all bands that these men have helped me review. First, my brother from another mother. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Essential, Jesse Starcher, how do you do, sir? Glad to be back in school of the school of Lord Adversity. Lord Adversity welcomes you, and we are going to have a good time. We're heading into the 90s. Boy, we'll be jumping time frames all over the place with this Lord Adversity. I tell you what, I don't understand why they released them like this, but hey, whatever. Um, I think yeah, Lordy, Lordy just does whatever they want to do, and you, you know, it's up to you to deal no with one, it. No one should question it. That's no. right. That is right. Oh, yeah, man. End up buried in the backyard or some shit. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, man. I'm glad to be back here. Can't wait to talk about this one. I think we're going to see uh, a market uh, improvement, or I guess I shouldn't say improvement, a market difference for sure uh, from the last album that we talked about. Yeah, this one isn't goofy like the like the last one we did. I mean, as much as I liked it, and we talked all about it, you can check it out in the archives. Our Superfly Trap review. Um, you know, look if you if, if you can tolerate the disco, uh, you're going to enjoy it. If you're like, could we listen to like some heavy metal music on this heavy metal album by this heavy metal band? You dumb fucks. All right, yeah, sure. Then Superfly Trap's probably not for you. Abracadaver, more in line with what you would come to expect from Lordy on this uh, disc two of the Lordy University box set. And speaking of box sets, ladies and gentlemen, the Metal Coop, Robert Cooper. How do you do, sir? Does that mean that I offer so much content that you can charge a premium price for me? No, it means that a guy who uh, used to date a friend of a friend of a friend of my wife's um, wouldn't stop talking to me about the Metallica box set. And now do you have the box sets become a running gag with me and this girl? That's a good one, actually. Yeah. Uh, 
I love running <laughs> jokes. I have one with my friend Nick who uh, one day I will get on this podcast and uh, we one day Dude. did plan on getting him on the Pantera podcast and he was like, ah, no, nah, I don't want to do it. Like literally at the last second. Yeah. That was fun times. That's how you uh, end up being on a million people's podcasts is is the, everyone else says they're going to do it and then nobody does and then along comes old faithful me <laughs> <laughs> to bail asses out of trouble. Yeah, hey, you want to be on this toy trivia show? No. I don't know. I don't know anything about to, you know, toy trivia. Okay, well, we got nobody, so you're going to be on the toy trivia show. It's your fucking network. All right. Watch you fail. <laughs> what, what is the drill dough? <laughs> Not those kind of toys. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, That'll be no, in November. I have, we'll, do that, I... we'll do that show in July. How about oh. yeah, how, how, do you, how do you feel about that, Jesse? You want to do a sex toy trivia show in July? Oh boy! Oh, oh boy! <laughs> what what theme does that one? Uh, what theme does that one uh, run into? Christmas in July? Minions. Um. Oh God! <laughs> Damn it! Oh wow! No, don't rule, don't rule thirty four that. Which, by the way, I brought up to a coworker a few months ago what rule thirty four was, and she looked at me and says, "I don't know what that is." And I just giggled while her boyfriend was like, damn it, Cooper, don't do this. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time a guy told me, damn it, don't do this, with reference to his girl, I would have two nickels. Well, right. I'm just I'm just happy that you added that last part, because the other one could have went uh, a long way, all the way, if you will. That's what she if said. you will. <laughs> <laughs> Not to all me. Right. All right, so who wants to listen to some music? Are we ready to do some music here, or are we done? Um, are we done bullshitting? Like, Bring it last on. night we did like a thirty-minute I mean, interview before we finally got anywhere near playing music. Today I kind of want to get to it. So you don't get paid by the hour here? No, Alexis, we don't. Get um, Alexis Hannah on the phone right now. Oh, son <laughs> of a bitch! I, I was told I would be paid in exposure. <laughs> You'll be exposed, all right. Oh yeah, I mean I've I've been doing this for eight years. No, almost ten. This is this is ridiculous. I uh, yeah, I'm kidding. I don't give a fuck that I'm not getting paid. <laughs> Should hope not. I, We're I all spent, here to have a good time. I spent far longer writing for four one one, and I know they make more money than this company. This thing ever did. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, I was looking through. So we were talking before the show started tonight about editing and whatnot, and. Just the just treasure trove of just the Rattle Engine Broadcasting Network stuff. Not even the stuff I did before that. Uh, you know, since I've been doing this since 2006. Uh, and, you know, re-airing it, reshaping it, editing it, making it look pretty. Right, Jesse? Oh, that's right. And, you know, one of the things that's in there is the dozen or so shows you did uh, for the Common Writer. And it's like, that's so far down on the list of things I'm going to release only because I have no idea what in the hell you were talking about back then. And you <laughs> gave him such goofy ass names. It's so funny. Like, I mean, like everything is very clearly labeled in Blog Dog Radio. It's like, you know, Big Bang Review, Daredevil Review, Captain America Civil War. Hey, shut up, your mother on a toaster. Common Rider. Like, what, what the hell is this? Like, you gave him such goofy titles. Do you remember what the, did those titles have any significance to them? Or like, what was the impetus for some of those, Cooper? Uh, I usually it would just have something to do with the episode, something just funny. Like, I remember the last episode we reviewed uh, was the Kyoryuger, uh hundred year after special mm. that also featured somebody coming to fix my air conditioning halfway through. <laughs> uh, and 
and uh, one of the characters uh, became the Bowling King. And I was like, all right, that's my favorite character. That's what we're fucking naming this episode after. But uh, I, I also came to find that, because uh, that was 2012, 2013, yeah. 2013, like 2014. Because yeah. I was right before I got a job. <laughs> Funny how work can just make it towards harder to bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I also had a habit in college of naming files random things. <laughs> that has since uh, that has since become very unfortunate as I try to open like be like what the fuck is this oh well I don't need this anymore but it's a funny file name <laughs> <laughs> why does this what does this file mean what is it what, what was I thinking about when I named it tongue your toaster I don't know what this is oh it's homework okay <laughs> oh yeah it was uh oh yeah dude I named I named a bunch of stuff that of some rotting Christ albums uh <laughs> Yeah, that, that would drive me insane. <laughs> like... Well, yeah, well, because at the time I knew what was in there. Mm. It's just with, with force, you know, with hindsight, I see that uh, <laughs> perhaps it's harder for one up. Just like they probably learned in, in a, uh, a good old synergy with our episode two weeks ago, uh, the 2007 anime industry. Uh, maybe it's better to just give something a number rather than put a cute name on it and just hope they figure it out. <laughs> yeah, please, Jesse, have you ever done that? Like, I know, like you, you, you're you have to save all kinds of stuff. You have to make spreadsheets. You ever just go crazy and start na- giving things weird names? I can't say that I have. I stick to numbers <laughs> because okay. if I don't, trust me, I'm going to have problems. I will not know where something is or what something is and i save enough fucking files man i've got to have like okay if this is this uh dude spreadsheets are my life here how am i going to keep that shit straight so right and uh, uh, having doing a lot of spreadsheets at work and whatever you start you start giving things different names then when you have to go back and like need to find like how many of one thing is this and how many like if you need to any kind of um, report preparation if you need to give any kind of answers about how things are going it's hard to do that when the, that entire column is filled with a bunch of different things that all may relate to one another it could be right. organized a little bit better simplicity right. is the key that's right that's right so yes I would agree Coop please put a number on that motherfucker yeah, yeah if I ever were to go back to doing a podcast like that which it's not as uh, as much of a thing in my life as it was nine years ago. Were but you, uh, well, were you reviewing particular episodes, or were you just having like general discussions about the common writer show? I mean, it was we were reviewing uh, specific episodes. Okay, like we were doing, so we were trying sequence. to do like a weekly review thing. Mm-hmm. So if I go, so so if I go back and I look through your silly names, they actually relate to a particular episode or in a particular, in a particular season. Yeah, it typically it typically will. Like we always okay. came with a topic. Yeah, don't be surprised one day then when you start seeing like on W2M, Robert Cooper reviews Common Writer episode 1, and that's the entire name of the of of the podcast. But funny story, uh Common Writer episode 1, so my dad was an army brat mm-hmm. uh and was born in Okinawa. So all that shit like Ultraman and Common Rider Mm-hmm. Like he he remembers it. Like he was telling me about it when I was a kid. Yeah, the show's coming Elida is how he pronounces it because that's how the kids around there would have. Uh, right. So like fucking you know, fifteen years later, here my grown ass is doing the fucking Common Rider two pose with him while he's doing Common Rider one because 
what can I say? Uh, but yeah, I sent him like the link to the fan subs. He just comments, I was watching this when it came out. Didn't know what they were talking about, but it was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we've now we've BS long enough. Let's get into there. We go. We, we've uh, we managed to fit in the uh, required amount of bullshitting to where the people that really want to listen stay around. <laughs> yeah, we, we have exhausted everyone's patience. And the only people left are the people who really like us. You really like us. So thank you, guy. Um, let's, move, <laughs> let's move on to the first three tracks here, and they are as follows. Uh, Deva, we are dropping the first and the last, like, intro, outro stuff, but we have Devilium, Abracadaver, and Rejected.
right, you rejected fucks. What'd you think of that one? Jesse, start with you. <laughs> rejected fucks. <laughs> uh, well, hey, look, we are in a, I guess, an era. <laughs> like I said, we're in the 90s here. Uh, and I, they, again, are pulling off the gimmick that they intended to do with these seven albums, which is to kind of... Uh, show the progression of the fake history of Lordy here uh, throughout um, these decades. And man, I will say that our first three songs are like what I wanted from Lordy. Now, granted, they're shooting for the thrashy kind of sound, just like you said, you compared them, uh, what they were looking for is like something similar to Metallica. Um, but this felt more like Lordy compared to definitely compared to super fly trap um <clears throat> so yeah i'm i'm enjoying them uh abracadaver is probably my favorite of the three uh when and i think that was the single i could be wrong um i i know they released a single off they of did. here abracadaver okay. was released september 24th okay all right and so that kind of got you stoked for what was coming uh but uh but yeah man uh, i gotta say i'm enjoying what i'm hearing so far it's it's definitely you said it was not as goofy as the last album. This is most likely right in the wheelhouse of Lordy when it comes to if you were wanting to sing about zombies and the you know devil and all this stuff. This is the kind of sound that you're expecting with that. You're not expecting disco <laughs> <laughs> to be accompanied with lyrics about the supernatural and uh, you know people getting killed and uh, sacrificed and whatnot. Uh, so this is. You know, th this feels very natural, uh, you know, for Lordy for me. Coop? You know, actually, uh, so the first song on Abracadaver, uh, like the first part with Mr. Lordy's vocals going more towards that falsetto, uh, it actually reminded me of that uh, early 90s Judas Priest, like in Painkiller. Yeah. Okay. Wait, yeah. how does that one go again? And make sure you do it like a tiny Japanese girl. Oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> this oh. is the Pankira. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Jesse's currently looking at pricing plans for Spreaker to start his own podcast. <laughs> My cat is looking at me like, oh, what? what's a Pankira? Is that food? Are you going to feed me? <laughs> So anyway, and, and I have to let him know that uh, making that joke isn't going to feed anybody, unfortunately. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I definitely like this direction a lot more than the disco. Probably because you guys are this so is... lame. What a bunch of lame uh, white people you are. Uh, listen, I don't think that that was a horrible album. It is exactly what Lordy probably should have done in the seventies. Uh, I think <laughs> it's fine. It's just fine, but it is not as good. As... I personally don't like it as much as Abracadaver. It, I, I don't really feel like Mr. Lordy's vocals uh, lend themselves as well to disco, plus the disco sound just isn't quite as much of my thing for a solid 50 minutes. <laughs> like, uh, disco, disco's like Volbeat for me. Give me about two songs, and I've got my fill for the year. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll tell you what I think. I think it sounded like a hard rock uh, album. It definitely... I'll tell you what Lordy has done so far with Superfly Trap and now Abracadaver, and I bet it is successful. <clears throat> and we'll come back to this thought as we progress through these albums for the next few months. But uh, I think they did. I, I think if the mission statement was let's let's capture a sound of an error, 
I, if you think about the kind of albums that were coming out in the world of metal in 91, 92, um, yeah, 1990, 91, 92, around that same time, I think so far they've captured that spirit for sure. And as a matter of fact, and I got to look it up here, but Coop, remember, um, I know I know Jesse doesn't. I keep threatening to make him listen to the entire album, and we never have. It's like on my list of things I want to do, but we're always doing new albums, so we never go back and look at some of the classics. And um, the people at the Unspoken Decade are Nazis and won't let me do my Unspoken album show. So, you know, I have to try to fit them in, too. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> and won't let me, I have to fit them into this show. Reason um, 365 that Dean Compton is no longer going to be my friend. <laughs> um, Anthrax's Sound of White Noise came out in 1993 and, and there was one of those songs there it might have been the first one that we played Devilium um, I, I, I honestly thought they were breaking into Only you know what I mean you remember that one yeah I do the, the dr- that, that drumming from Only I'm like that was right out of that and then I went in this whole other direction the other thing was like especially like early's Pantera like, so I gotta look and see like when um, Vulgar Display came out but I was definitely getting some Vulgar Display vibes yeah, uh, I was also getting some uh, early corrosion conformity vibes too from uh, some of this. How early? Like voting with a bullet early, or even earlier than that? Uh I think a '94. I can't remember which album. Okay, so '94 puts it at like the big one with Albatross. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to think what song I'm thinking of. Um, let me look it up real quick. Corrosion. I wish we had a producer for, to do all this. Um, corrosion of conformity. Ah, well, that's you. You're the producer. Uh, I think you're thinking of Blind. Maybe no yeah. Deliverance. You're deli- you're thinking. So Deliverance is 1994. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the one with the uh, sunflower on the cover, right? Correct. That's the that's yeah. the one. That's their big one. That's 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 like the the peak of their career. Yeah, I mean, hey, they're still releasing good shit though. No, they are. Like, look, they. Do, in fact, we might didn't we review No Cross No Crown? I think. Uh, I think a little we ways did. Back. Um, I know, yeah, I'm pretty sure we did a COC album one here. And Americans, America's Volume Dealer for a little ways there was like like that came out in 2000. And that that album was amazing. Wise Blood wasn't nearly as good. Um, Wise but, Blood. But I mean, Sorry. if you look at just uh, no, it's fine. Please scream out anytime you feel the urge. Um, <laughs> Name another album, and I'll scream it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, make, make, make sure you're, you're really distorted when you do it. Okay. Okay. Uh, thanks. Um, just looking at album sales, Deliverance, uh, I think peaks out at like three seventy nine. That's the most that, that they've ever done, at least in the U.S. Um, in terms of just just straight sales. In any case, so have you figured out which which Corrosion of Conformity song it was reminding you of? No, I I never did figure it out. I was thinking of that era, but like really, it's just some of the uh, overall drum work that they had, the mm-hmm. beat that they had going, definitely or gave me just some vibes of them. So, nineteen ninety one is the Black Album. Are we hearing any Black Album? You think, Jesse? Well, so far, no, man. I don't. I don't know. The Black Album is seems a lot more. Uh, progressive than this <laughs> that is horrible to say but when you look at like what you see on a lot of the black album I don't know it just doesn't seem as this doesn't seem as polished how's that this okay. abracadabra does not seem as yeah I, I would say the black album is definitely a little bit um, more uh, produced than this is and uh, that makes sense because 
They had Bob yeah, Rock did... shining that thing up, man. Right, and this is seven albums within a year. <laughs> so, <laughs> production might not have been the high you know, priority of getting these albums out. So, but that's kind of like what this is supposed to sound like though, that it, this isn't supposed to be as polished. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't feel black album in my opinion. We'll see if we get any black album as we go on, you know, right, <clears throat> right on. By the way, something that really bothered me about the first song that we listened to Develium, yeah. uh, murders of Ravens. Okay. I looked this up, and I, this is really a stupid nitpick, and this is what gets in my head sometimes when I listen to shit. Is it not really a murder of ravens? Because I know, no, a, I, I know a group of crows, of crows is a murder. Yes, it's a murder of crows, right, and so, he so, says so like murder. How many, so like, so like, what is it? What's the grouping though of, of a ravens? Like, what's I like? can tell you because I looked this up. Um, group of ravens. I'm gonna look it up again because and it's gonna yeah. show you like a like a wrestler nailing. Are you ready for this shit? Listen <laughs> okay. to this shit. Go ahead. And, and oh, this, I don't yeah. think this. I don't think this would work uh, in the song <laughs> because <laughs> a murder of ravens. Nope. It is an unkindness or conspiracy of ravens. Um, a conspiracy of ravens would have totally worked. <laughs> Conspiracy of Ravens blocked the sun now. Wasn't that like I also mean, like a gotta name? Work of, that in there. I was gonna say, wasn't that also the name of like a Batman trade? I there, there's a court of owls. I don't know about conspiracy of Ravens. Um, you know what? There's so much Batman out there. I'm sure somewhere there was a story called a conspiracy of Ravens. Yeah, the conspiracy led to the court. Okay, uh, that's that's kind of what happened there. Okay, that's how it all worked. All right, let's keep going. Uh, let's go on to our next three tracks here. We've got for your listening pleasure uh, Acid, Bleeding Eyes, Raging at Tomorrow, and Beast of Both Worlds.
am the beast of both worlds. So there I was definitely, um, as the Bleeding Eyes, I could hear that, that Metallica march that you hear um, in a lot of their music, especially from that era. Uh, Raging of Tomorrow Coop, I was hearing some Slayer uh, from slightly before that time, you know, some uh, Seasons in the Abyss era Slayer, um, <clears throat> Rain and Blood, um, I can't remember which album it's on, it was one of those two, but uh, Angel of Death, that sort of thing, but I was also hearing, um, I was also hearing uh, Not Becoming by Pantera, but uh, gosh, the other one that's that they would usually perform them together. Um, it'll come to me in just a second. I just had it. And then Beast of Both Worlds, that is a classic thrashy tune. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, actually heard some, uh, a little bit of that, like, towards 1994, like, low era of Testament. Yeah, I, I get that. Sure. Yeah, I heard some of that, which uh, I like what they're kind of doing here, because typically with their music, I don't feel like they go with as much of a thrashy vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's I, it's just really nice to hear them kind of do that because it's I mean thrash is just thrash is one of those genres that when you're in the mood for it like it's really hard to go wrong okay I was thinking of by demons be driven that's what I was thinking of mm. yeah uh, I, I got a uh, that Pantera yeah that's what I said yeah. like I was hearing some Pantera there and I was like and I and I started to say becoming I'm like no it's not becoming it was another one that couldn't remember the other the other one that I was thinking of, and so I had to look it up really quick, and I was like, no, it's by Demons Be Driven. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. I think he might be in the <laughs> Well, why don't you jump in there? there. <laughs> he, he might be in the throes of some internet problems there. Uh, I, I heard him kind of break up just a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, of those three, I would say... Uh, Acid Bleeding Eyes is my least favorite, but I will tell you that Raging at Tomorrow will be the one that I will probably put in my top five of Lordiversity. I ain't even heard the rest of the albums yet. Mm. Uh, I really, really like Raging at Tomorrow, and I'm glad you said something about Pantera because that's exactly what I was picking up in that one. Oh, man. I mean, it it is a really kick-ass song. If you sit there and listen to it, just how everything comes together it is one of those ones that will stick with you. Beast of Both Worlds, I mean, we're at the midpoint of this album, and I would say, like, they they strategically put, like, two of the best songs here in the middle to kind of just get you ready. Uh, you've reached the pinnacle. We're going to kind of go down a little bit from here, but Beast of Both Worlds is probably top three off of this album uh, as well, and it has my absolute favorite moment in this uh, where... In this in this whole album, actually, <laughs> where you know the guitar's gone, and then Mister Lordy just yells, "Fuck it!" and then it goes on, and it's great. <laughs> it's like, yes, this is you. You're headbanging, and that's exactly what you feel. We have uh, so switched places, man. You know, it's so funny. I say that though, but like I remember being like so hyped up for like Limp Bizkit on Halloween, and you're like, yeah, it's good. You know, and then they hear like few a few months later. I'm like, can we? You know, like heavy metal music is nice, but can we get something a little <laughs> different? There's just he's like, I want to fucking kill somebody. I want to punch a baby. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not doing the uh, you know the the the, the disco with you there. Uh, I, I, it's you know, this is, I think, a neat concept that Lordy is doing here and mm-hmm. are able to 
mimic the sound that they want for that era. Here's, uh, what, so, I'm, here's what I'm, I'm, I'm pointing at, though, Jesse, is you're normally... Like, even the stuff that you've brought to my attention before, like the Allegiant... By the way, did you like that, that band pitch meeting loved I sent it. you? <laughs> loved so it. So good. Have you seen any more of his stuff? You've sent me a couple things, I think, by this okay. guy. Uh, so, I, yeah, I haven't, gone, I haven't gone and searched stuff out, but I love the fact that he specifically focused on Allegiant. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, you need to, like... If, if you have a working TikTok account, you need to just check out, like, spend an hour or so, go through all of them. They're fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good stuff, man. <laughs> um, you know what? I think, uh, I, I think we determined that if I, that if I switch my settings, I can play... The um, I can play stuff off my computer through here, right? I know we. Well, yeah. I mean, it's got to work just like YouTube. So I would assume that if you got TikTok on your computer, or you can find it on Facebook, you should be able to play the audio through it. Um, I want to see if I can. Uh, be, before we go on to anything, I want to see if I can find. Um, find what? What's this dude's name again? Oh shit! I can't remember his name. Because he does. There's one specific one I wanted to play for you real quick. That's hilarious. Um. Uh. That's <laughs> some funny shit. Um, hold on a second. Well, right, well, well hang on. While you do that, you you figure out what his name is. Coop, are you there? All Did right. you die? I don't think I'm dead. Oh, good. Okay, there, there you, you are. are. Okay. Well, Coop, I don't know if you know this or not. We were talking before about labeling your files. And you know what would help you label your files? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Is it Grammarly.com? It is Grammarly. Grammarly, for you listeners of the Metal Hammer of Doom, is offering a free download of the Grammarly software. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Uh, Grammarly corrects hundreds of... Jesse is distracting me with the thing I asked him to do. Um, Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar punctuation spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M Network. Again, it's getgrammarly.com slash W2M Network to download Grammarly for free. All righty. Uh, okay. You sent me a picture. Uh, Pat Gessner. Okay. There you so, go. You... While you find this, do mm -hmm. you want Coop to kind of give his uh, thoughts on the three songs? Yeah, go ahead, Coop. Poke it out, poke it out, poke it out, Afro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I I really enjoy what they're doing with this, and yeah, I'm, it's probably not much of a surprise that the uh, non-metal stuff was uh, less of uh, my choice for listening in terms of the two albums so far. But uh, this one, yeah, this one is definitely what I was hoping for when I found out Lordy was doing, like, decades albums. Though I'm curious as to what they're going to do for the 50s. Oh, I don't <laughs> think they're going back that far. You don't think so? I don't think so. I don't think that's the plan. I think we heard their earliest one already. I'll have to double check that. But I think Super Flytrap is the oldest. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Skeletric Dinosaur will come come out at us uh, from 75. Super Flytrap was 79. Uh, so when we hit Skeletric Dinosaur, it's going to be interesting to see. I hope it's all like mountain inspired and fucking um, actually does it have it here? Uh, it says Skeletric Dinosaur influences of early Kiss and Alice Cooper. No so, relation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's still hilarious because my grandma's name is Alice, and I didn't know that until I was 16. Oh, oh. 
she because she goes by Louise. Nice. All right. So find I found the, I found I found his page. There's a specific one where he did a bunch of silly bands, and he's labeled these so where I can see all the bands. But then there's a few that like I can't see the label, and I don't know if that's the one I was looking for or not. Um. Ah, there it is. Okay. You got. Let me. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and switch the settings here. So this is Pat Gessner on TikTok doing a lightning round of bands. Here we go. Uh, endless brunch ends in two hours. Hey, uh, Jimmy, I know we've got a lot of meetings today, but uh, endless brunch ends in two hours, and I could really go for some keg and eggs. So why don't we just send them in one at a time? We'll get all these done in ten minutes. We're Nano War Steel. We love power tools. And we want to sing about how much we love IKEA. Who doesn't? You're hired. We're Max Sabbath. We're like Black Sabbath, except we talk about McDonald's. It almost <laughs> makes too much sense. Done. We're Cybertronic Spree. We dress like Transformers and play 80s songs. Honestly, I was not expecting anything else. We're Hate Beak. We're a death metal band, and our singer's a bird. Can't see how that could possibly fail. People like birds. We're Caninus. We're a death metal band, and our singer's a dog. Can't see how that could possibly fail. People like dogs. We're Urizen. We sing about boxes and have a mad scientist torture us every single night. Hey, I'm not here to kink shame. You guys do you. We're Oakley Doakley. All of us are Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. Gold. Solid gold. Never change. Hi, we're the Tony Danza tap dance extravaganza. Yep, you're hired. Don't care what you sound like. Oh, Jimmy, we're done here. Send the rest to Sage so she can go into him in more detail. I got a mimosa with my name on it. Hey, uh, Jimmy, I know we've got a lot of meetings today, but uh, endless... <laughs> oh wow there's there's like three bands we need to listen to and cover oh. on this podcast okay so yeah we're, we're, we're doing this right now so we got to do volbeat right since we just did that one yeah sure <laughs> okay you're right let's hear it all right i'm gonna i'm gonna do a medley of these i'm gonna put like two or three and then and then i'll because i don't want to keep switching it back and forth all right here we go this is the bad pitch for volbeat and we want to make music that... Okay, Volbeat, what do you got for me? Well, we're from Denmark, and we want to make music that appeals to people who like Elvis, but wish he was heavier, like Metallica, but only acknowledge that they like the first four albums in public, and hate country music, but still like Johnny Cash. You want to make rockabilly country thrash metal. Yeah, we got a ton of ideas for this. We got a singer who sounds like an orgy between Eddie Vedder, Cher, and Glenn Danzig. Please don't make me picture that. We got a pretty good lineup for the band. Uh, Rob Caggiano from Anthrax was even going to jump in. You think established artists are going to want to be a part of this? Who else? Well, we've already got plans to include King Diamond, Danko Jones, Gary Holt, uh, that guy from Clutch, and Barney from Napalm Death. Okay, so is this like a probot or a Metal Allegiance thing where you just kind of do this on the side and then let everybody go about their lives? Oh, no, this is like a band. We're going to do this for like 10, 15 years and put out a lot of albums. Should I be scared? I'm, I'm a little scared. I mean, if that orgy didn't scare you, nothing will. Okay, Volbeat, what do you got for me? <laughs> So good. Um, here we go. Sabaton. Literally, all these songs are. So literally, all these songs are about tanks. They're not. They're not all about tanks. Every single one. Future of Warfare, Panzer Comp, Panzer Battalion. I right, well, about that one. It's called Ghost Division. The Ghost Division, the division of tanks, isn't it? I don't want to say. Okay, what is Night Witches? Oh, that's actually very interesting. They're actually a group of all-female Soviet pilots who flew at night. Oh, that actually sounds really interesting. Who did they bomb? Mostly tanks. Get the fuck out of here. So, literally all these... <laughs> Alright, so that's Sabaton. Um, do one more here. Uh... 
I remember a funny one. Um, uh, here, for our upcoming review, this is Beast in Black. No, we're Beast in Black. Okay, Battle Beast. I thought I wasn't talking to you guys for another couple weeks. No, 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 we're Beast in Black, but actually some of our members are from Battle Beast. Oh, neat. So, uh, what's your deal? Well, we're a power metal band from Finland, we've got a crazy guitarist and keyboard player, and we sing about slaying monsters. Yeah, yeah, that adds up. Also, a lot of our songs are going to be these bitter breakup songs, but they're going to keep the same aggression as the demon slaying stuff. No change whatsoever. And we're going for an idea like, what if the Berserk anime gained a human body, it sang like Tim Ripper Owens on Ecstasy, but couldn't decide whether it wanted to be in a Dio cover band or a Commodore's tribute band. That sounds like it shouldn't work at all. I really can't explain it, but we kind of transitioned seamlessly between songs about slaying beasts to songs where the chorus is literally, baby, baby, tell me more of your lies. So you made power metal songs with 80s influence where you actually say the words baby, baby, and metal elitists are supposed to actually like this? Uh, yeah, we think so. I don't honestly know how to respond to this. Us either. It feels like we're able to see through the code of the Matrix or something. <laughs> okay, Battle Beast. I thought I was talking to you guys for another... Uh... Oh my god. Uh, I could listen to that guy do bad pictures all day. Ah, <laughs> uh, Battle Beast. Battle Beast is good. What'd you think of the what you think of those band pitches there, uh, Coop? I was down for them. Uh especially the one with all the tanks. That would be sad. <laughs> <I think that, laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I think uh I think a band like that can really uh unite everybody. <laughs> uh all right. Um, so let's go ahead and listen to some more music. How about that? And when we come back, Jesse, why don't you tell me about the Angry Metal Guy things? How's that sound? Oh, yeah. I'll do my best. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, this is I'm Sorry, I'm Not Sorry, Bent Out of Shape, Evil, and Vulture of Fire.
Why don't you walk me through your first album? Okay, so this wizard named Zargathrax unleashes an undead army of unicorns on ancient Scotland. Oh, slow down and start from the beginning. Oh, I am. This is literally the plot of the first album. Oh, it is. So anyway, Zargathrax is stopped by the Prince of Scotland, Angus McFife, using this gigantic war hammer. Oh, that's where you get the name from. Well, that's a pretty weird story. So cut to 800 years later. Oh, you're still going. So yeah, Zargathrax <laughs> comes back, and then Angus McFife's ancestor has to stop him alongside this guy called the Hollywood Hootsman. What? So anyway, Angus the Hootsman and the Space Wizards have this giant fight, and then the Earth explodes. I mean, that, that's it, right? Nope, there's a full third album that has, like, a flying submarine and stuff, but we'll get into it later. Okay, well, um, what does the band sound like? Alright, like, you know the future they predicted in Back to the Future 2? Yeah? It's like that. Like, the 80s and the distant future are all the same thing. Well, I'm in kind of a generous mood. I'm gonna go ahead and greenlight this. Just give me some good results. Is that the guy from Ailstorm? Yar. Why does he keep showing up here? Okay, glory happened. <laughs> <laughs> that one was for you, Jesse. Fucking Glory Hammer. Oh, Poor Glory perfect. Hammer. I know, dude. You you saw the shit that they got into, didn't you? I, I don't know. Here recently. Oh, no. Uh, tell well, the story. Yeah, I did. Uh, I don't know what this is. The, tell the story. Uh, huh? I don't know what you're talking about. Tell the story. Can you double check so my schedule one for of today? The, I, thought I, would... I guess exes or whatever from the band started releasing their personal chat logs over the past few years. Uh, and and let's just say it is uh, uh most of it definitely ends up in PC jail immediately. Right. Yeah, oh. giving very kind of degrading views of the women they've screwed, uh, talking constantly about the women they've screwed, and using kind of racist terms to do as such. Say. Yeah. Lots of uh, you know, lots of jokes about the uh, almost said the infirm. That's not a word to use. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of being canceled, uh, yeah, lots of jokes about people with disabilities and just overall very distasteful stuff. So, uh, one, yeah, did, they, didn't it all occur because some guy got removed from the band and he was like, all right, fuck you guys. And then he was like, here's all these texts in order to basically, you know, throw shade at, yeah. I think um, he claimed and, it was like an angry girlfriend, but yeah. Oh, was, okay. All right. That's what I thought. It was like an angry ex-girlfriend or something that kind of uh, popped in and released all those. But yeah, it's, it was a very bad look. And the guy from yeah. Ailstorm, I think, had a had a bit to do with it as well. Yeah, he took uh, they they had to like come out and obviously make a statement. Um, and yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good. This all happened like what was it last year? Uh, I remember hearing of, I was reading about it while I was at uh, Nick's house actually I don't remember it was sometime last year but okay. yeah it was not not pretty yep. which that was also the day I found out the guy I think that was didn't you send me the uh, guy from Ailstorm has that band about beans oh yeah <laughs> probably <laughs> oh it's great stuff it's a great Man. gimmick, but yeah, they're. Uh, I don't know if they got officially, uh, if, if they have officially been deleted from the uh, stratosphere, but eh, it wasn't looking good at the time. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, very sorry. I, I am sorry, but not sorry. Mark so Rattles. sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> um. All right. So tell me what the angry metal guy thinks, Jesse. Well. Again, the angry metal guy is probably taking a sabbatical right now, waiting till every. Seven albums, all the seven albums released uh, digitally before he really lets us know because Lordy archives are just filled with collection uh, right now. It's just collection that's in there as the last review. Um, 
So I will tell you, though, that uh, it's funny because I did a search for Abracadabra Review. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, I'm, I'm running my stuff through the VPN and I have got a lot of results that are either uh, from Finland or from Switzerland. So uh, metalfan.nl gives the album an 83 out of 100. Wow. This is Abracadaver. Uh, then we have, who else did we have here? This is liverpoolsoundandvision.co.uk. Gives it an eight and a half out of ten, which is, you know, that's kind of uh, you know, along the lines of what we just heard from the previous review. And then we have, uh, let's take a look. This is not a rate. This is just a review, Mark Radlich. I shouldn't have brought that one up. I think that's all I could find on this thing. That is it. Wow. Fly, well, fly, let's let's say, okay, flyktarif.com. No idea. No idea if this is just like a review site or whatever, but apparently it gives it a 3.4 out of 5. So would you like to hear uh, – here's some quotes. Uh, the pros, you know, flyktarif.com pros. Still quite some good and really good songs. <laughs> Still quite <laughs> some good and really good songs. Some really good performances on this album. The cons are – some filling the album songs, which I could probably agree with. Um, not always good ways to interpret the desired genre. I don't know. I, I think they did a fine job doing that. Um, yeah, I, actually, I, I mean, here's the thing. I think, like, it almost comes across as somebody, like, doing a tribute to the sound of that era. Like, it, mm-hmm. it sounds less like composed songs and someone doing, here's what music from the early 90s metal scene sounded like. And just like play, you know, played a medley of of the of the types of licks and riffs and sound that you would get from that era. Like that's why I, I started off a lot of my comments tonight with, "Oh, I heard this from this song, and I heard that from that song." Um, I enjoyed. The, I mean, as a listening experience, I enjoyed it. Um, I actually played it in the car after I was done with the night flight orchestra. I was I played Ooh. this in the car with my kids Chef's kiss. and my uh, and my wife and. You know, I was like, I was enjoying it as far as like driving background music. Uh, it mm. does, it doesn't quite stand out to me the way that Superfly Trap did. Not to beat that dead horse, to, uh, but um, I mean, as a as a heavy metal album with an early '90s sound to it, I thought they, uh, I, I thought they understood the assignment and accomplished it. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> um, what was you gonna say, Coop? Go ahead. No, I was just sitting there laughing at like, ah, oh, yes, I feel like uh, we gave them some homework and they executed it well. <laughs> yes. uh, they showed their work. It was fine. Yeah, I mean, and it honestly, I feel like this album, in a way, is kind of like Lordy's spin on a lot of that. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily expect, uh, you know, I, I expect to have, of course, like specific Lordy type songs, but also like. If the if some of it's a little derivative of the sound of the times, it's kind of the point, right? Right. It's like the point right. of the whole Lordy Versity box set. Yeah. yeah. Right. You have I, a box set. I, I was going to mention that because this is all born out of collection. When we listened to collection, the the concept of that album was a DJ was playing select songs from these albums that we're getting from more diversity in order to like, you know, the, supposedly the myth was if you play these select songs, it would open up a, uh, a, a dimensional barrier or some shit like that. And <laughs> out will come a demon. And that happens in okay. collection. Can um, we, can we all agree to, if, if I, I've mentioned, I messaged Pat Gessner 
he hasn't, and the whole reason I like went over to his TikTok, other than to play the, which we didn't even play it, but <laughs> um, I, I sent Jesse the the one he did for Religion, and then we didn't play that one, but we played a bunch of other ones that I thought were funny. Um, I think the whole concept is hilarious, but those in particular I thought were funny, especially for the kinds of stuff that we cover on here. Can we all just encourage Mr. Kessner to please do a band pitch for Lordy? Specifically for Lordy Versity, <laughs> I will retweet that. Is he on Twitter? I don't know if he's on. Send he's definitely something. on Facebook. I found him on Facebook. Okay. He has. T- he there's like a, a general like thing that he does, which I wasn't sure that was him or not. But like when you look at his TikTok page, he links to something called. I actually have it up here. He links to something called uh, the Shred Shack. Uh, but then he has his own personal one. He's actually a fellow Long Islander. He's from the next town over from where I grew up. Oh, neat. Yeah, Man, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Hey, man, we so, like you. We are a cool dude. Don't sue us for playing your TikToks without permission. Right, dude. Please uh, do not. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm just giving you more exposure. Ask Coop about it. He'll tell I am you. trying to help you with your tens of thousands of TikToks compared to my, you know, uh, less than 100. Um, <laughs> well, but, but you figured out the angle to TikTok at, and that's what's important. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, you were saying, Jesse. Oh, I was just going, you know, I love the concept of what they're doing here. Mm-hmm. Since they did collection, they thought, well, we'll just actually do that story. And we'll show you the seven albums that these songs came off of. And that's where we get Evil, the 10th song that you, or 10th uh, track off this album. That was that was part of collection. Uh, so I, just as for these last four songs that you played, <laughs> there was mention about songs that fill the album. Bent mm-hmm. Out of Shape. Bent Out of Shape is like a song that fills an album. I mean, if you look at the lyrics to that song, it is about as basic of a Lordy song as you get. Like, okay, a lot of the stuff we look at is Lordy talking about somebody getting murdered or disfigured or a zombie coming back to life. Mm. Bent Out of Shape is legitimately just a song about getting mad at somebody. That's all <laughs> it is. There's nothing, uh, nothing crazy other than the fact that he loses a temper and exploding within minutes. It's not like I'll, you know, I'll make you... There's nothing. It's just other than the fact that he's mad, and that's the whole point of that song. And that's probably my least favorite song off of this album. Vulture of Fire, though, the last track that we get is probably top three for me. I really did like Vulture of Fire. Um, and as far as my final thoughts on the album as a whole, it, what we've got two from Lordy Varsity. This is obviously right now my favorite I will say that this is probably going to at least be in the top three when we're all said and done of listening to all seven albums. So easily top 50%, but it may even have a good shot at being number one, depending on what we get, unless we get some really, really good stuff coming up out of Lordy Versity. All right, your final word on this, Cooper. I I really think that they're missing the uh, a great opportunity by not releasing a song called Mulcher of Fire. Mulcher of Fire? Okay, explain. Mulcher? Well, uh, I mean, it's just more or less, uh, what it does is it takes all your victims and then releases them in a uh, flame-covered uh, disgusting meat sickle of a, uh, of a, of a mulcher. You know, okay. It mulches. Okay. I like it. I like it. I really think I really think that maybe they need to, uh, you know, go visit a hardware store every once in a while, like that. Uh, you know, like that one movie with Denzel Washington, uh, the Equalizer. You clearly visit a hardware store too often. It's a blue one, in fact. <laughs> I, uh, you know, at one time I helped the uh, illegals 
onto the truck. Then I manage them leaving the truck. And uh, now I'm selling them fridges on the truck. It's a good time. Wow. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this album overall, uh, I liked it. I did like it a lot more than the last one. But then again, that's uh, fortunately, we don't tend to have bars that low, uh, tripping hazards. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, you can actually find this album along with all the other Lordiversity uh, albums or the entire box set on amazonunlimited.com and as a matter of fact if you would like to experience a free 30 days of amazon music unlimited click the link in this podcast at getamazonmusic.com slash w2m network again it's getamazonmusic.com slash w2m network for your free 30-day trial on us you have to fill out all the information after you click the link. Agree to the 30 days. If you like it, you keep it. You pay the monthly fee after that. If you don't, you can uh, cancel. No fuss, no must, no contracts. Uh, we use it all the time here on the Metal Hammer of Doom. Um, you can make playlists. You can do all kinds of fun things with it. It's a really great service. There's over 70 million songs uh, you can listen to. You might find something that you never even heard before, like Cannibal Hulk. Remember the Cannibal Hulk that I talked about for like six months straight, Jesse? Oh, yeah. Can't forget it. Cannibal Hulk, baby. Some sort of rapper. I've <laughs> never heard of him. Is he anything like Nuclear Santa Claus? Uh, no, but if you're wondering if Pat Gesner did a band pitch for Necrogoblicon, he did. I love Necrogoblicon. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, giraffe. Giraffe. All right, so you're done here. Go go check out his TikTok. I cannot... Uh, besides AmazonMusic.com slash W2N Network, I cannot... Uh, overemphasize how much everyone should go to Pat Kessler's TikTok and give him some love. He's fantastic. All right, uh, that's it. That's our show for this evening. We we didn't go an hour and a half because I didn't spend the first 30 minutes talking about a previous album that we covered um, and its subsequent fallout. But we still can. No, we, we can't. We still have the time. <laughs> uh, we got the Morris Day, baby. <laughs> a week from Wednesday, uh, January 26th, we're back at our regular scheduled day and time. We'll be reviewing, speaking of which, the Night Flight Orchestra, Aromantic 2. And Jesse, just give us a little primer here, a little primer, a little uh, preview. Why are we covering the Night Flight Orchestra, Aromantic 2, which came out sometime last year? Something happened to where it ended up on my Spotify, mm -hmm. and I was like, what is this? Because that definitely sounds like speed from soil work, Bjorn Strid. And I was like, there's no way that he's singing an 80s uh, in like an 80s cover band and lo and behold ladies and gentlemen this band has been around for quite a while Coopy, it sounds like you've had some experience with them in the past actually probably more than I have because I just recently found them at the end of last year Yeah, I, and, think, I think if I'm not mistaken on one of our year in podcasts I played a song of theirs as like a band we didn't cover okay okay because I think I played Gemini which is uh, everybody's favorite a uh, music video about uh, soon-to-be-deceased space lesbians. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, you've not All seen right. it yet? Like, I oh, am yeah, going like to have it. to see this. Uh, don't watch it with the family. Got okay. it. Okay, <laughs> okay. All right, well then. Well, uh, I mean, it, but... it's just got lots of lesbians making out and then them all getting murdered. I uh, we were driving to Black Angus last night. It was late, and we piled illegally into my Camry. Um, it was my two children, my wife and I, and then her friends, Sarah and John. 
And uh, so we had Jonah sitting on my daughter's lap and just prayed we didn't get pulled over into an accident where we would end up killing my son. Um, right. But anyway, and I can't remember what possessed me to start going in. I started riffing. I did. I started doing this bit, and it was about, like, strip clubs and something else. And Jonas is dying laughing. And we all kind of just took a beat and was like, we all acknowledge the fact that I'm making jokes about strip joints in front of my eight-year-old, right? Who mm. thinks this is hilarious. And somebody actually said in the car of, of, the, of the two friends, they're like, yeah, we like the fact that you don't, like, like hide things from your children at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a good thing. You know, they, they're going to grow up and they are not going to be sheltered. No. You've done a fine job. Thank you, Jesse. I, yeah, I, I, I mean... I, I approve of my parenting. If they get lost downtown, they're going to know which is the strip club nearest parking deck, and they'll be able to find their way back. <laughs> see, I see. I just let YouTube do all my parenting, and then I'm oh. fine, you know? So <laughs> I don't have to worry about sheltering my kids or making a decision that, oh, am I sheltering them too much or not? Here, just go watch your phone. Yeah. Whatever you need to know, you'll find on your phone. It's, it's fine. Yeah, and that's why I got, you know... 11 year olds running around here sounding like they're yeah it's not good mark it's not good <laughs> well just get them to play more magic the gathering what's the worst thing that could happen i agree 100 percent, mark I, mark yeah mark listen i agree 100 percent, coop uh 100 yeah. what's the worst thing that could happen they could end up with sixty thousand cards and not, doesn't know what is in half the boxes can i ask a question a serious question Yes. Now, Coop, you're young, but you don't have children yet, but you've been around children. You you are somewhat plugged into what's going on in the youth culture. Jesse, yes. you, you have children, same as I do. Right. What is the... Now, like, 20, 30 years ago, if you got caught playing Magic the Gathering um, at your, at your oh, high here school... here we go. Your, your <laughs> junior high or high school, there's a good chance you were taking a, a trip into a locker where you would live for, until someone found you. Is that not the case anymore? Are we not bullying children for playing Magic the Gathering? Like, this is now an accepted thing. Like, if your son pull, just whips out his ga his Magic the Gathering deck and you know, starts playing with his friends, there is it going to be, like, a section of bullies that come along and shove him into a locker? Someone oh, talk bro. to me about this. I, 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 okay, need, look, I, I need to understand. I think you're... I, I think you are... I don't want to say giving too much credit. That's not that's not what I'm uh, not the word I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Let's just say right. Okay, it's not Magic the Gathering. That's a little bit too advanced. Oh, okay. okay. I would say that you know my son's come home with Pokemon cards. Yeah. That his friends have given them. So okay. back in the day, you know, I, I I was out of school when Pokemon showed up, but I could see where you're going there. Like I cannot see my son sitting around playing Pokemon at a at the lunch table or something like that without, you know, get it, getting a hard time. That's not the case, though, anymore. No, we've, we've evolved as a society to understand that, yeah, that's a game, and I don't understand it, and maybe because I don't understand it, I shouldn't give these, uh, these kids grief. Okay. That's my guess, Mark Radlich. Society has mm -hmm. evolved since the early 90s. <laughs> well, I'll say as somebody who uh, did not, who was you know pokemon was the cool thing when i was a kid like pokemon cards were the shit uh but what i do think that perhaps is a little different it's the same reason why kids that read comic books aren't as bullied as they previously were uh i think it's because it's been in the cultural zeitgeist for right. so long that it's just become more commonplace right right 
Like it's, you know, there's so many people whose parents grew up with this nerdy stuff and it just became more and more, uh, you know, just like anime. Like, you know, people used to pick on you all the time for watching anime and now it's like everybody fucking knows what Goku is. Okay, so what would get you shoved in a locker these days? That's a good question. That's exactly what I was going to ask. I'm trying to think of what would actually get a... What would anger the football players of today's generation? Coop was in the middle of saying something, and his internet shit itself again. Coop. <laughs> Is it Aiden yeah. Smith get him again? Yes, it did. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. I, you know, it's funny because... on the podcast. You would know. <laughs> well, I ask, you know, I, I'm kind of sensitive to those things where I'm, like, always asking the kids, hey... You know, how's school going? Anybody give you a hard time? You know, every once in a while, let's just bring that up. And honestly, it, you know, it's not, there isn't something that, okay, recent incident. This is like some shit we would have experienced when we were in, in school. Right. Um, so my son is a big fan of a YouTuber. Surprise, surprise. Be ready. <laughs> um, uh, but, oh, shit. Yeah, there's Coop. Uh, but anyway, he's a big he's a big fan of Corey Kenshin. And Mark, I don't know if any of your kids watch Corey Kenshin, but you you find a good you you find a YouTuber uh, that the kids like. Sometimes you buy the merch that they like. Oh so, yeah, my, my, like my son has all the FGTV books. Okay, all right, I, I know exactly who you're talking about because I've watched plenty of episodes with them. I really, really had issues with the fact that they let their son watch the eclipse and went blind at one point. But of course, that was a whole big. Uh, that was a big uh, story. So, uh, Who are it was they? fake. FGT, uh, FGTV, um, Never heard family, family gaming TV, or something like that. But, yeah, my uh, son got into it them. Sounds a few like years it's owned ago. by the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> watch the episode where supposedly they let this kid watch the eclipse happen and go blind, and everybody starts freaking out, legitimately online, when in fact it was a complete fabricated storyline. Anyway, so Caleb buys, uh, gets a shirt. That says, yeah, it's it's stupid. Spooky, scary Sunday, and that's something that Corey Kenshin does, where he watches scary videos that are created. Anyway, it has a rainbow on it, and it has a big S, and it says mm-hmm. Spooky, Scary Sunday. Goes to school, and he's like, kids are giving them like shit about being, um, yeah, LBGT, like pro LBGTQ, and I'm like, why are you giving that shit? Went out back in fucking two thousand. I mean, I remember it when I was a kid, but I know we've gone past as uh, I thought that we made it past that. That's not well, the case. I mean, I, I'll say as somebody who lives in a uh, very, uh, actually, this area is not as bad as the one I grew up in, but a very uh, conservative, less progressive in terms of uh, uh, non-xenophobic ideas. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of times what we see like as... Uh, what what we see as being accepted in the overall mainstream in some pockets like that is still going to be considered uh, taboo. Okay, like you know, well, it's, and I'm, it's, a, it's a rainbow. He's wearing a black shirt well, with a rainbow but, and on it's it. Like, also, kids are at, kids are also xenophobic ass wipes. So <laughs> they see something different than themselves, and they're like, "Oh, gay!" They're just right. They're fucking right. assholes, and you know, not everybody's parents are aware that they're saying that. Or they don't give a fuck, and they encourage yeah. them saying that. Right. It, well, yeah. you think as 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 much as YouTube culture has taken over children at this time, and I'm glad that uh, you know that there is 
definitely it seems like a more uh, liberal stance on on YouTube, at least for, for, for the stuff that my son watches anyway. Uh, but you'd think that most of the kids would recognize uh, that as being something as pretty passe. That's not. It, it, it still is something that the kids have to deal with. So anyway, there you go, Mark. That is, uh, you know, there's the the uh, uh, personal feelings corner for uh, bullying yeah. from the Metal Hammer. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that because uh, I am, as I was saying before I got cut out, yeah, I didn't get bullied like that as a kid, but also, like, I skipped out on the whole uh, everybody has a supercomputer in their pocket generation. <laughs> I didn't get the supercomputer <laughs> until I graduated high school. How tall were you, though, in high school? Because you're a pretty tall dude now. I've been 6'2 since <laughs> for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, you well, and plus I'm funny, so all, like, the... Well, I'm funny, so all the... Uh, everybody liked me. I didn't realize how much until during graduation everybody's cheering, and I'm like, huh, well, I could have used that for uh, evil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was informed I could have made class president if I gave a fuck, and I was like, oh... Really? They're like, yeah, we just probably wanted to hear what your speech was. I'm like, yeah, it would have been some fun, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, titties, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's got my vote. All right. And on that note, um, so we're kicking off a, a new week here of podcasts. We, we have finally gotten all the way through all of our Scream and West Craven and Nightmare on Elm Street stuff, and we are on to some new things starting with a review of Scream 2022 or Scream 5, however you like it. Um, to, uh, on Wednesday night, we're doing a comic strip for Logan's Run, uh, and this is to honor uh, George Perez for the Superblog team-up. We're going to be looking at the seven issues, five of which he uh, he did the uh, art for, and we'll compare it to the movie, which is actually based on the novel. We'll also have a re-airing of Ozark Seasons 1 and 2, and that's Wednesday and Thursday. Speaking of Thursday, uh, we will be, myself, Ronnie Adams, and Al Sedano of the Resurrections Warlock and Thanos podcast, we'll be reviewing Hawkeye Season 1. Um, and then Friday night, um, we will have a re-airing of Battle Beast, No More Hollywood Endings. Uh, we will also, uh, Whitney Seibold, finally, we finally secured a date. He has been going on and on and on and on about this movie Nicolas Cage was in called Mandy from 2018. So I said, okay, look, I've, heard, I've had enough of you, sir, talking endlessly about Mandy. You're gonna come you and on your my show. <laughs> you're going you're to come on my podcast, and you're going to tell all the people all about Mandy. We're going to have a conversation about it. So he doesn't know we're doing this, but we're doing an on-trial for Mandy. So it's not really going to be a d debate like Comer and I would do where we take turns talking because he doesn't like to be interrupted. It's going to be more of us just kind of reviewing the movie and having fun mm -hmm. with it and giving him an opportunity to talk about what apparently is his like new favorite movie so <laughs> Whitney Seibold of Critically Acclaimed and I think IGN and wherever else he writes for uh, will be on the show to talk Mandy uh, after previously appearing to talk Pig, Lamb, and Wolf because I'm dumb like of that Of course <laughs> Of course, yep and then speaking of Of course Jesse Starcher and the uh, the Protocol son Jason Teasley we're going to talk Anna Kendrick <laughs> palling around with a sex doll Dummy Yeah Formerly of Quibi, now on the Roku channel or wherever else you can find it. So that's going to be fun. Boy, does it get raunchy. I'm not used to, I am not used to Anna Kendrick being in that type of role for some reason. Um, Saturday, we have a re-airing of Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll Season 1, I believe. Yeah, Season 1. Uh, season 2 is already in the archive because uh, we reviewed it after um, I started sharing content with W2M. 
But season, season one never made uh, this feed, so we're going to re-air that this Saturday. And then in the evening time, Daniel Lasby and I are finally going to get back in the habit of doing some Saturday Night Fight coverage. Uh, there's no good boxing, uh, near as I can tell. So we're going to be doing UFC 270, just the main card. Francis Ngannou versus, I think, Cyril Gon for the uh, heavyweight champ- UFC heavyweight championship. And then Sunday, 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 the 23rd. Um, Jesse, remember when we did a comic strip for The Kitchen? I do remember that, yeah. That, yeah, was, uh, Mal- that, was, that was in the pandemic, wasn't it? 2020? Um, no, it wasn't in the pandemic. It was before that. Uh, but okay. Pat, Pat Mullen was on that show to explain to us how the mafia works. Well, I take you'll, his word for it. You'll remember. That Do was they his, give you an offer you can't refuse? That was the major issue he had with it. Never mind, like, you know, the movie or the comic or anything else. He was just like, women don't run the mob. What is this bullshit? So. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, now, do you remember? Yeah, I, I recall. I recall. Um, and one more thing I want to I wanna quick uh, promote, and I'll be promoting this all week long, on Monday, a week from today, January 24th. So... <laughs> A little ways back, being speaking of being passively antagonistic, antagonistic. I don't know if you know this or not, Jesse. But back when I had my Block Talk Radio account, um, I think everyone had been giving me some degree of crap about watching The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah. Um, for for all the reasons you just groaned like a bear, and I got tired of it. And instead of just dealing with it like an adult. I got my wife to come on and do a one-hour discussion of the Big Bang Theory where I called every single one of you, not by name, just vaguely pointing based on description, uh, neckbeards and losers who can't stand mm. reflections of yourselves on na- on national television. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, I have words for that, but I'll, uh, I don't know if we have enough time remaining. I'll just say that it's uh, not as much a reflection as it is a mud puddle. <laughs> You can just call me, tell me to fuck off. It's fine. Um, but so my wife, so I, I think when we decided to do this, that season of the Big Bang Theory had just ended. So we discussed the finale, and then we just kind of dovetailed into a uh, a loose defense of the Big Bang Theory, where I'm surprised I had any friends when it was over, and at least one person publicly stated he was going, he, he was going, he was leaving his apartment for a little while because he needed to clear his head and question his friendships. You're welcome. Nice. I'm going to re-air that on Monday. Oh, I just didn't listen to it because I would just wholeheartedly disagree. So yeah, so did everyone else. But so, so why frustrate myself? <laughs> so um, um, we're going to release that passively antagonistic podcast a week from today. How do, what do you, how do you feel about that, Jesse? Fantastic. I am. I'm absolutely 100 percent excited. I've never watched the Big Bang. The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I know were, about it. You were not part of this of the chorus of people yelling at me that it was nerd blackface and that I shouldn't watch it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um. So, yep that'll be that'll be available for you to listen. To. You should listen to it with Mindy. You guys have a great time. Sure. <laughs> all right. That's all my plugs. Coop, what do you got going on these days? Well, I got a friend of mine that does a podcast. Allegedly. Oh. <laughs> Tell us about it. Uh. Well, it's uh. Fuck, what does she call it? Remind me why I'm sober. It's supposed to be a podcast about uh, reflecting on sobriety and keeping on the right track. And I did an episode with her, but she never released it because I guess we rambled too much. Whatever. Uh, Yeah, allegedly it's going to come out someday. Someday. She told me she's starting season two, which I don't even know what the fuck that means. Has she considered it? Anywho. 
Go 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 listen to her. It's all right. Uh, otherwise, uh, for some reason, I thought this podcast was going to be on Thursday, so I had made plans to uh, otherwise not go dancing. So I'm going to go with my girlfriend Natalia and go uh, do some more waltzing. It'll be fun. It'll be a nice time. Wow, nice. Go go take your lady out and do some dancing. It's a very fun time. That sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. Which I have used that phrase with customers, and I am surprised I have not gotten in trouble yet. <laughs> Jesse, what plugs you got? Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, go check out the unspoken issues that we just dropped. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I want to say, well, it, it was a, a couple weeks back where we talked about Carnage. It's me, Derry Waite, and Dean Compton coming together talking about... Uh, the first Carnage arc, and watch for an upcoming release of Unspoken Issues where we discuss George Perez and his run on, well, not his whole run. We just looked at issues four and five, or maybe it was five and six, I can't remember, of the Avengers. Basically, look for the Squadron Supreme uh, Avengers uh, tussle that went down in 90s comics. We talked about uh, three issues that featured that, and if you're a Squadron Supreme fan, along with an Avengers fan, or if you're a George Paris fan, check that out, because that'll be dropping here pretty soon. And I think, Mark, you already mentioned, I believe, um, possibly, I don't know, the... Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I listen to the plugs, I swear. I just can't remember. There's so many. Um, there's... Uh, <laughs> His eyes glazed over. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, Source material is going to have a an issue, or excuse me, an episode of um, contributing to the Superblog team up, and uh, it's me and Chris Armstrong talking about uh, George Perez and Brave and the Bold one through six. And you want to talk about one crazy story? You start out with Batman and Green Lantern uh, in in the throes of an investigation at the in the first issue, and by the end of it, Mark Radlich, guess what? There's time travel involved. Oh, there is boy. Zeta Zeta Beams are involved. Yeah, that's right, Zeta Beams. There is the Legion of Superheroes. There's the Fatal Five. There's Epoch, a time-traveling villain. Uh, the Lords of Luck is the name of the story featuring the Luck Lords. And if you want to talk about some creepy-looking villains, imagine kind of like, uh, I don't know, a beanstalk with an eyeball as a head. There you go. <laughs> that is... <laughs> And George George knocks it out of the park every single issue. And I'm glad to be a part of the Superblog team-up and, of course, the podcasts that we're putting out there on the network that are kind of celebrating his legacy uh, and uh, wishing him well, obviously. So that's all I have there, Mark. All right, folks. Thank you for listening to us review Lordy Abracadaver. For Robert Cooper and Jesse Starcher, I'm Mark Radledge. Be well, be safe, and behave. 